Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Yes, guys, we are back. We are on to episode three of the Confidence Project podcast. And I've got to say, we've made it this far already. I am absolutely buzzing. This is our third episode and we've had some really positive feedback, which is crazy to say. Bearing in mind that I've never done a podcast before, I wasn't sure if it would reach anyone other than my mum, for instance, you know, it's a little bit mental, like I say, so I am super pleased and we've genuinely had some messages from people who, to be honest with you, I don't really interact with, you know, they've got in touch via Instagram or, you know, old people from school, for instance, and just said, look, your podcast has really helped me, what you're doing is great, keep it up, and that fills me with so much pride and actually this mission that I'm on, it only makes it stronger. So once again, I've got to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to absolutely everyone who has listened, shared it, given me some feedback. And and like I said, this is a journey that we are going to take together. So honestly, you guys are the absolute best. So to dive straight into today's episode, what I'd love to do is share with you five mistakes that I've made. And more importantly, share with you five lessons that I've taken from it and how this can apply to your confidence and help you. Now, some of this might be related to the gym, it might not be. Some of these mistakes are rather large, some are quite small, and there's no right or wrong or sort of hierarchy in terms of these mistakes. But the main takeaway for us is, what can you actually take away from this and how can this apply to your confidence? So I've made a lot of mistakes, but these are genuinely five that I feel like can help you and that you'll probably be able to relate to the most and apply to your everyday life. So without further ado, let's get into it. So number one is thinking I can do it by myself. And what I really mean by this is not asking for help. And look, I have always been stubborn. If you know me, you will know that I am pretty stubborn. Um, And to be honest with you, I've never really had much of a care about what anyone thought. And I've always been quite naive and done things the way that I've wanted to do them. And sometimes I can just dig my heels for the sake of digging them in, really. Um which I don't think is a bad thing and I'm sort of, you know, I am my own man and all that. But in reality, and I think that comes with a level of immaturity and I think as the years have gone on, I've matured significantly through just obviously meeting my girlfriend and and just, just growing up really and just, you know, living life and just learning from it. Um, but I have always been really stubborn and, and there's, there's no need for it really, so let's be honest, you know, and I need to be much more open to help. And I realized this when I did finally ask for help. Um, I think it's so important that you've always got someone on board there that's in your corner. And when I was by myself, it was very isolated, very lonely. And then as soon as you put your hand up and say, look, I am struggling with something, your world changes. It really is a game changer for you. Um, Now, I've always been stubborn with so many things. Um, The first thing that actually comes to mind is, is calorie counting. I know it's such a hot topic at the moment. Um, should I, shouldn't I? Um, from personal experience, and I'm going to tell you now, yes, I found it is, um, again, I'm going to say game changer, but I keep using that word, but I guess it is, you know, it's key. And someone said to me, look, if it gets measured, it gets managed. And that's exactly it. And so often I was winging it and just eating what I want, really. Um, and then when the sort of the hype came around, 
I just, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not calorie counting. I'm, I'm doing well by myself. And in reality, I look back and think, you were going nowhere. You were going in circles. You wasn't dropping the body fat you wanted to drop. You wasn't measuring what you were doing. You weren't getting into the shape you wanted to be in. Now, I'm not saying calorie counting works for everyone, by the way, but it's a prime example for me that whilst everyone were on this train, I was firmly digging my heels in and I was just stuck in the mud. So if you're worried about calorie counting, do it or don't do it, but see what works best for you. But from my experience, I am telling you that it's helped me massively. And for years, I didn't calorie count. And I mean years. And I always ate well. Um, and maybe I had a rough idea, but to put it into perspective, I've not calorie counted at all um, and saw very little change. Of course, I enjoyed my training, but in reality, I didn't get far. I've calorie counted midweek and then and then not done it on the weekend, which again, I'm going in circles there. Um, and then I've calorie counted, dare I say, religiously. And for the years that I didn't calorie count, I was very stagnant. And for the months that I have calorie counted, and of course, can you continue to do so now, it makes a world of difference. It really, really does. So that's obviously just one example that sticks out to me. But the one that I actually wanted to share with you is now I am self-employed. I thought I could do it by myself. I genuinely did. I thought you've, you, you're the one who's made this leap to leave your, work, uh, leave your job at school and fly the nest and do all these things and be your own boss and all these things. And in reality, I was just winging it absolutely winging it and again it will only get you so far and it led to burnout like I said in episode one and and I will go into more depth in this as the right time approaches and things but I genuinely did burn out to the point where I thought I just do not want to do this anymore which it's no way to live your life you know I want to live my life happy and, and full of positivity and it got to the point where I was just like what is the point? Why am I doing this? You've made this decision and, and you've just fluffed it really, you know. So I took that leap of faith and signed up to the high performance coach. And I watched from afar for maybe two years. Um, and I was just admiring all these coaches, like I said before. And at this current time, I was just doing it by myself. And I was very busy, but I was also burning out, like I said in episode one in our introduction. So when I did get the coach, it just opened my eyes to so many things and it became a bit of a a dear diary, I guess. I almost had someone to confide in. I had someone who could guide me, who could actually forge this path that I was trying to take. And of course, I guess that's why people come to me, isn't it? You know, for the help and for the guidance. But I didn't want to do it myself because, you know, I'm a, I'm a PT. I'm newly qualified. How, how on earth can can I fail this? You know, you know, I look like an absolute fraud if I can't do this by myself and I need someone to tell me what to do in the gym and what to eat and these things. But in reality, it was hands down the best decision that I've ever made. Now, yes, it was a financial investment, um, but it was the best one. And, and I've, I've sort of been that typical Yorkshire man and held onto my money for so long. I just had to let go. And as soon as I let go, and as soon as I made that investment and, and made the transaction, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? But I've nearly been um, at the High Performance Coach for maybe a year now. Um, I signed up in March and I'm currently recording this mid-February. And oh my God, like the change, I look back to when I was doing things solo and I was just like, what were you doing? You have proper <laughs> made some mistakes in your life. Like say, just from everything in and out of the gym to food choices, to advice that I've probably given, to the people that I've worked with, to kidding myself, to that I'm doing something right when I knew it was wrong and, and all these things. And I'm just like, look, you needed help. 
I've got help and it was the best thing ever. Now the HPC, the high performance coach, they actually have four coaches. So I don't just work with one person. I work with four coaches. Plus I'm in a network of other coaches who have suffered from similar problems to me or are going through their own sort of journey, so to speak. And the point is that we have this ability now in the HPC just to confide in one another and and be there for each other. And it's been so important for me because like I say, for, for so long, I've done it by myself and again, yeah, you could talk to friends, but they, they don't get it. They don't get the, the gym industry and I could talk to it again, my mum, my partner and all these people. But again, this is me doing my thing in my realm. So knowing that there's so many others like me that needed mentoring and needed that help, it's like I say, it has just been a game changer. So that is my first mistake. It is not listening to myself and just being so stubborn and not asking for help. And I just think, what what were you doing? What were you doing, Liam? Just sort yourself out, put your hand up, know when to ask for help and stop being so naive and narrow-minded and grow up a little bit. You know, you needed help, you've got it. And like I say, the almost year that I've now been in the HPC and had my own mentors and they've led me to, dare I say it, the very best me. I am currently in the best position I've ever been in. Trump's Liam who were winging it by himself for so many years, by a million miles, he's been left in a cloud of dust, I'm telling you. So that is my number one advice to you, first and foremost on this episode, is that if you are somebody who thinks you can do it yourself, that might be the case, but it will only get you so far. And something that I've picked up in the HPC is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. And I'm telling you, that hit me like a ton of bricks, I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right, I've gone so much further, just being part of a like-minded team, it's absolutely insane, and I would say the same to anybody coming into the Confidence Project, you know, if you are somebody who has been quite reserved about getting a trainer or coach, and you've looked from afar and thought, is this for me, or can I, can't I do it, I'm telling you, I've got people that I work with who thought they could do it by themselves, that was reluctant to ask for help and in reality look how far they've come now it's been incredible just by again putting their hand up you know we've got a box in the gym I sit them down on the box mat right what can I help you with and again it's like that just that release knowing that somebody's there for them and that's exactly what I needed so if you are currently going solo I'm telling you don't just get a friend a family member even a mentor to confide in and help you because the chances are you are struggling with something And that's absolutely normal and I've seen that for myself now, like I say, with so many other coaches and so many other people who, you know, I used to look at and think, oh, well, they're not struggling, they they can't do this and they're so much better than me and I'm just going to stay in my own lane because I don't have to worry about anything or, or bury my head in the sand. Put your hand up, ask for help, stop being stubborn, grow up, take your heels out of the floor, stop digging them in and I'm telling you, it will be the best thing you have ever, ever done. Um, so that is my number one advice to you and you will see that your confidence will absolutely skyrocket just from taking all these things away from it, knowing that people are there for you, knowing that you're not the only one in this position, knowing that actually you can go so much further just by asking for that little bit of help. So I hope that helps for you. If you are somebody who thinks they can do it by themselves, message me and let's let's have a chat about it because ultimately I think you can go so much further just by getting that help. And it's worth mentioning that if you missed the last episode, 
we spoke about the three P's, our three pillars, so to speak, that we use in the confidence project. But the one that's most applicable here is the person side of things. And we always want to look at somebody as a person. So we never want somebody to come into the confidence project, just like I went into the HPC, thinking this is a client trainer relationship. This is far more than that. And in reality, this is just two people. This is making friends. This is going on a journey together. And that's the big takeaway. And Previously, when I was going solo, I was bringing people in and it was very much a client to trainer and leaving it at that. But through the confidence project and actually taking that barrier away from it and just looking at people as, dare I say, friends and not no other attachments to it and just looking at them as a person and once we can get them thriving, then the rest follows, which has been absolutely amazing because we've established a relationship we can learn and grow and and talk together and do all these things. So again, me being that narrow-minded trainer to the confidence project, you know, the man who spearheads it but ultimately can't do it without anyone else, I'm telling you, it's night and day. So please bear that in mind that if you are somebody who thinks you can do it by yourself, just think twice. The second mistake I've made is coasting. And what I mean by this is not doing much more okay now to rewind a little bit I have always coasted um, I've been content with being dare I say average and this always applied in school you know you sort of needed um, an A to C to pass your GCSEs man you would not find a bigger C student than me um, don't get me wrong I did well in like PE and I was quite good at English and things like that but like I said I was quite content with being pretty average and a C to me was brilliant I didn't want to strive for a B or an A unless unless there was a real passion there. And I didn't really care if I was either side of it, really. You know, if it was a B, fine. In fact, I think I got one B out of about 14 subjects. And I think I got one D, one A, and a couple of distinctions. And the rest were pretty much Cs. And it, it's funny, my maths was always the worst thing I was at. And if there's any uh, clients listening to this, they're going to laugh. Because like a typical trainer, <laughs> I cannot count their reps for absolute toffee. Um... But I passed my maths by one mark, and I think that sums what, up what I'm trying to say, really, that I wasn't bothered for it, didn't care for it, and I literally scraped through. Um, and that was that, and I just moved on. And so I think I've always coasted the same at uni. And it wasn't until I actually left university and realised, like, oh, you are in the big, wide world, that I thought, I best do something with my life here. And like I said, it was never an issue through school, through education, through university, but when it came to like, right, you're a grown-up now, you need to do something, it was like, oh my God, stop coasting, push for more because there is more, you are in the big wide world and, and surely this can't be it. Um, and I know that sort of overlaps with what I was saying before about, you know, sort of being solo and, and sort of staying in my own lane, but I almost needed to open my mind up and be like, look, if you carry on coasting, this is what's going to happen. You are not going to get this dream rich life that you want you're going to be no way, you're going to be flat, you're going to be average, you're going to be just another number, another statistic. And the thing that tipped me over the edge was I actually heard a quote, and you will know, I love a good quote. So listen up to this one, because to me, this was the light bulb moment. And it's good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Now, I'll repeat that later down the line. Um, but it's like, you know what? Yeah, I've been good. Can I be better? And when I'm better, is that my best? And it's always the idea of just striving for more. And that's something that I've never, ever done. 
And it was like, hang on a minute, why are you settling? Like, what are you going to get out of this? What are you going to get out of being bang average, you know, across the board? Are you going to be just another number, just another PT, someone else who just counts reps and just does these things and you're not bothered, you're just making a little bit of money and, and you've got an okay life and all these things. And you know what, like, I've been very average and, and coasted a lot and it's gotten me to where I currently am. And it wasn't a bad place, but it could have been better. And that's what that quote is about. So good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. And with this, of course, with other things like getting myself a mentor and like I say, just growing up a little bit more, uh, my mindset has grown. So I kept asking, what if, you know, what if you can do X, Y, or Z, you know? What if you do stay still? What would then happen? And you know, you sort of got to weigh up the decisions that you make. And it led me to being quite proactive rather than reactive is probably the best way of capturing that. And that's something I would always say to you is that if you can do more, then do it because you will go so much further. And and that might be a little bit scary and that will come to, to my actually my next point, uh, my number three mistake. Um, but yes, it might be scary and these things might, like I said, cause that little bit of anxiety and things like that but you have got to think you know what if what if I can do more what if I can make it so that's something to bear in mind because I think it will boost your confidence monumentally and I really do mean that if you can have that growth mindset and start thinking about you have gotten to where you are from what you've done from the decisions you've made well what if you did that little bit more what if you could be the one who stepped up what if you could be the one who blazes that trail who sets that example so that is something to consider and like I say for me I've coasted for years and it's only until the confidence project and getting my own mentors and doing these things that I've done within the last year where I've been like you know what this coasting malarkey it's just not good enough and don't get me wrong there's been times where I still probably take the more easy or efficient option but it's very short term and it's only a small decision and anything that can now impact me, my life, my family, all the, the big pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, I'm not coasting. I know I need to do more. I know I need to push the comfort zones and do these things and have that growth mindset. So that is definitely something that I want you to take away from this, that if you are a coaster, if you are someone who stands still, if you are someone, and you will know this, if you are deep down knowing you can do more, then do more. And if you can't, then go back to my first point of find someone who will give you that push and give you the confidence to do more and be that person. And that is what I like to think that I can do at the Confidence Project. We've got so many examples of people who, like I said um, in episode one or two, that's good, forgotten which one, um, who come in with that sort of knee-jerk reaction of, I want to lose a little bit of weight or I want to uh, do this, I want to be a stone lighter or I want to get stronger. But when you scratch beneath the surface, it's actually like, well, where is your growth mindset? I and, mean, you know, we've recently taken someone on who, you know, what's coming? I want to get a little bit fitter. And we scratch beneath the surface and actually she wants to complete Ben Nevis for a charity cause. And all of a sudden it's like, well, hang on a minute. That's going to be absolutely amazing because you're doing this for a purpose. There's a real reason. And we've got so many people like that who are just, they're elevating themselves. They're giving themselves the platform by not coasting by doing more by being pushed by obviously myself and and other people in the confidence project to achieve more and as a result they're going so much further than what they would if they would have just stuck with that mindset of okay I want to lose a little bit of weight or 
I just want to run a little bit faster or something like that. You know, let's push it. Let's push the boat out. So please take that away from this. Do not coast. Like you do not need to. You deserve more. Like why are you settling for average? So to finish the second point, I will leave you with my quote again of good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. So number three, and I did just touch on this, but one of the biggest mistakes I have made in the past, and like I said, this might still happen at times, but you quickly give your head a wobble and you get out of it, but it's not stepping out of your comfort zone. And I'm sure if you are listening to this, there has definitely been a time where you have thought, yeah, I've played it safe there, or I've coasted, dare I say, and you have taken that easy option, and whatever it was, you know, you just want to get by, and I say you, I mean me really, because I have done this, and I have made these decisions where I thought, well, you could do this, but you don't know what's going to happen, so why not just play it safe and just stay where you are, just, you know, be be content, be average, coast, and then like I say, a lot of these overlap, but in reality, it was maybe due to fear that I didn't want to step out of my comfort zone, because I did think, well, what if I fail, and what if this doesn't happen and what if this doesn't go the way I want want it to go what if this I get embarrassed myself you know these things you know this thought process happens and you know this could be absolutely anything and and you know to apply it to my realm it's you know well, what if I want to go self-employed and what if I don't make it so I'll, I'll play it safe and I'll stay at school for instance or the things I see clients do is they don't want to join a mainstream gym for fear of being judged um, and there's things like this but Staying in your comfort zone will only allow you to go so far. And on the flip side of that, I would say that there can potentially be a fear of success. So what if you stepped out of this comfort zone and made it and got to where you want to be, but then you've almost raised the bar? And they do say that with new levels comes new devils. And it's a case of, well, there's a new standard being set. And then what if I can't keep it up? And then your standards then fall much more than what they originally were. So like I say, you're in this bubble and you just don't want to leave it because you're either going to fail initially or you're going to do well and then it's going to be a bit of a fall from grace and it's, it's going to hit you hard. So you stay where you are. But honestly, this is one of the biggest mistakes that I've made because it, it does come back to this growth mindset. Like you almost need to think one bigger, like just what if I can pull it off? Like, can you imagine that sort of that, that headline newspaper moment where it's like you know what I've got my name in the front pages and I've absolutely made it and this is me and this is my growth and oh my god can you believe it but then you almost think well what if I fail and it's sort of a bit of a crash down to earth like I say in reality but you almost can't afford to and again don't deserve to think like that like you need to be thinking I'm gonna raise this standard so high and if I fall then I'm gonna go again and again and again And I'm going to keep stepping out of this comfort zone because I'm going to create my new zone and a new platform for me to grow and do these things. And the thing is, like, this will help shape you as a person and your confidence so much. And again, I'm talking from personal experience. I have genuinely stayed in this comfort zone and played it so safe for so long. But like I say, you know, getting myself a coach and, and, you know, being a tightwad in the past and not wanting to spend any money on myself, like... Parting with a bit of money to get a coach was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, this is mental. But it was the best investment I've ever made in myself because I've invested in me. And yes, it was scary, but genuinely the best thing I've ever done because that then snowballed because I went from um, a burnt out PT to 
the confidence project and we were absolutely smashing it and you know even prior to that you know leaving school you know having that full-time secure job to going self-employed like it's pretty scary but I could have stayed in that comfort zone I genuinely could have done and been happy on a coasting pretty much minimum wage and had a very easy life with no real ambition or goals and equally not much opportunity to fail but it's the failure that's almost going to grow you and sort of be the thing that pushes you because then you want to go further and if it is a case of being scared and fearful then I'm going to hit you with another quote that absolutely blows my mind and it's something I will always think about is that we actually need fear to stand for something and what fear stands for now in my eyes is false evidence appearing real. Now think about it, whatever you are scared of except spiders, I will just say that I am absolutely petrified of spiders and and there's not one thing you can do that will change me. But that being the exception, if you are thinking about something, so like say, joining the Confidence Project or not even, you know, with with those guys, you know, if it's investing in a coach or if it's actually just making a decision in life that's quite fearful and comes with, you know, potential consequences or can lead to that anxiety, then dare I say good because that's going to push you and and you know that on the other side of that is growth and and potential success that you are longing for and the thing that you are scared of it hasn't even happened yet so why not take that leap of faith you know this thing and the chances are like nothing's going to happen of it other than good things like you are worrying about something that hasn't happened so why not just step out of the comfort zone like you may as well fail doing something that you want to do rather than playing it safe and and be stuck and not doing what you want to do and and I hope that sort of makes sense I know I've sort of gone around the houses with that one really but this could be absolutely anything and and like I said this could be something as minuscule as lifting a heavier weight in the gym that's quite a common thing you know oh I can't lift heavier because I'm going to drop it well yeah but you don't know until you try and and again it's the same for me going self-employed and So whatever situation, scenario, circumstance you are currently facing, you've got wherever you are in your life, I'm willing to bet that something, you know, within the next week will cause fear, will cause you to make that decision of do I stay or go, stick or twist, do I stay in that comfort zone or do I just do it and take that leap of faith and again it comes down to the idea of just doing it and not coasting but actually skyrocket yourself and give yourself that platform to grow then it will genuinely be the best thing you have ever done. And and I'm telling you, look, nine times out of 10, it will be. And, and there might be that one time where you have that little setback, that blip, but you still grow from it. Like this isn't a win or lose situation. It's a win or a learn. And you only keep growing and progressing through making these decisions and stepping out of that comfort zone. So in terms of confidence, I sincerely think that if you can step out of that comfort zone, if you can stop coasting and if you can do these things that you actually want to do then I am telling you you are going to go to a place you have never been and you are going to be so thankful and your future self will look at you and be like you know what I'm proud of you there so please take that on board again step out of that comfort zone with whatever it's going to be you know whatever you are facing and I'm telling you you are going to go places my friend so you're going to get there's a bit of a theme here and, and hopefully this actually gives you an indicator of who I am and how I have or currently operate as a person and, and the things that I sort of have fallen victim to in the past. But number four, and this is probably the most prominent one for me because I still do this and, and full transparency, this still happens to me and probably a lot of you. 
But my number four mistake is procrastination. And I will always procrastinate. And I am talking from day one. I have procrastinated. And if you think back to sort of the, the previous three points I've made of not stepping out of your comfort zone, coasting, thinking I can do it myself and, and sort of playing it safe, they all sort of link to procrastination. So there is a theme here. But I can't sit here and say I don't procrastinate at all because I do. However, I've gone from either procrastinating to not procrastinating to actually being on sort of like a sliding scale and I'm always sort of now at the higher end of it but there are things where you know this scale falls and I will still procrastinate with the things that I don't want to do or don't quite fulfill me but I am aware of it and I'm getting much better so stay tuned for that one because hopefully there'll be a day where it's like ah I don't procrastinate but in reality I always will but it's a mistake that I make because rather than like I said previously, being quite proactive rather than reactive, I'll sort of bury my head in the sand and it it all sort of goes by me and then I'm worrying about it and these things happen and I'm like, oh, you should have just done it rather than wait for so long or not do what you wanted to do and, and then you're sort of wishing, you know, you'd have spent your time better or it comes with guilt and regret and, and it can be quite a... Well, not not very nice feeling really. And again, it's something that I do quite often. It's something that I'm really trying to rectify, but whether it will or won't, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, we're here to learn, but it's something I'm much more aware of. Um, but I would genuinely say this is like my most common trait. Um, but like I said, it all relates to, you know, not stepping out of that comfort zone, thinking I can do it and, and playing it safe. Um, but I want to hone in with this one on this idea of awareness because... I probably would call it the middleman between, like say, me not procrastinating at all to me procrastinating. And this scale is so relevant and I want you to almost apply this to life that there is no all or nothing approach. It's almost a sliding scale that always goes because you've probably heard that before. And I have this conversation with people so often that, oh, I'm all or nothing, I've got to do this or I'm not doing it at all and these things. But in reality, a little bit like my procrastination you will always sort of be like somewhere on on the scale. And I had this really good sort of analogy and rather than seeing this all or nothing light switch sort of moment, it almost wants to be like a dimmer switch and it's just a case of knowing when to turn it and, and when these things happen. So bear that in mind. But like I say, you know, if you are this all or nothing person, then in reality, you don't need to be. It just needs to be finding your place on this scale. But to give you an example and to sort of go back to my education that probably links to the coasting side of things that little bit more, that obviously when you go to university, you have a dissertation to do. And I'm telling you, when I winged it, I probably, probably, <laughs> properly winged it, easy for me to say. And to the point where I had what, you know, you've got the whole third year to do it really, haven't you? You know, once you hit the ground running. And I came out of it with a 2-2. And my dissertation was the same mark that I got um, out of university in total. And I was one mark away from a 2-1 on both and sort of my dissertation and my entire sort of degree. Now, rather than spending the entire year, you know, working on my craft and doing all the things I needed to do, I did my dissertation in less than two weeks and it took some long library sessions and like I said, I winged it all. But it did make me think that if you'd have just applied yourself that little bit more and just started that little bit earlier, even a couple of months, like you could have got a 2-1. Like that could have potentially 
I mean, not that it's relevant now that I'm actually self-employed, but you know, it's more the point of you could have potentially opened so many more doors just by doing a little bit more and applying yourself and there was just no need to procrastinate there and, and you can justify it all you want. Yeah, you know, I met my girlfriend and there were life to live and, and you know, I was just discovering myself as people would say in uni, but you know, it's a lot of rubbish. Like, I could have done so much more and, and you might be the same, you know, if you're a similar age or you've been to university and or education and you just think, you know what, like, why didn't you? And, and I have no reason, I have no justification other than like, look, that two-week dissertation and your experience at uni and what you did and not applying yourself just isn't good enough. And again, sort of being very now hypocritical to use my own quote, like good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Like I never left the, I didn't even get to good. Like I was just average, I was just coasting and it just wasn't good enough. Yes, I do have some fond memories of uni. Like I said, I've met my wife-to-be. I've met my very best friend, you know, but I didn't enjoy uni and I felt like it was probably a bit of a waste of time for me and, and I was done with education and again that's me not wanting to push the comfort zone and, and coasting but because I had dug my heels in and I wasn't sort of being flexible with the process or willing to grow and there was just no synergy with the whole university process I was just in a place where I was just like oh my god like I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and I just procrastinated all the way through it and like I say I always have done through school and things but when it really mattered I still did I still buried my head in the sand and it was just like now I look back and think, what a waste, like, why did you do that? But, you know, I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason and I don't, I will never ever see a situation as a win or lose, it's a win or a learn, but that was definitely the latter, this was definitely a learning curve and it made me think, you know, you could be doing so much more and that has helped me being so much more aware of my own traits and myself and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm drawing upon the experiences that I've, that I've had, whether they are sort of good or bad, like, you do learn from it and you look back at you know, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever has happened, these decisions that you've made have molded and shaped you as a person. So yes, I do procrastinate. Yes, I will still procrastinate, but not as much because I look back at that experience and think, but remember when you lasted it and, and these things happened. So it's something I'm working on, something that I am very much aware of, but I do not need, I do not need to play this safe anymore. Like, you know, I am happy to push that comfort zone. I am happy to try be so much more proactive because I've actually found something I want to enjoy and that's probably another point that if you are somebody who procrastinates it's probably because you're not going to enjoy it now when I get to write a program for somebody for instance like if you would told me that five years ago you've got to sit down in front of a laptop and type away for 30 to 60 minutes I'd be like no I don't want to do that I'll tell you what they want it on Monday I'll do it Sunday night or Monday morning or I might even text them and give them an excuse that nah, I haven't got around to it because of something in reality, I'm, I'm quite on it now, and don't get me wrong, life will still happen, I've got to sort of meander my way around it, but I'm not procrastinating anymore, because I've found something that I enjoy doing, and like I said in the last episode, that, you know, this is my calling, I've found my niche, and if I don't want to be average, if I want to be the best I can be, then I need to do these things, so I've gone from being quite reactive to very much proactive, because I have found something I enjoy, so the lesson that I really wanted to take from this is that if you are a procrastinator, ask yourself why, and will you regret it? Because I know I do and I still do, even if I do procrastinate with something, like there is a consequence to every action and what will that sort of consequence look like? Will it be for the better or worse? And that's what I've really got to sort of think about. And if you can go above and beyond and do these things, then you're going to feel so amazing. But if you are like me and you procrastinate and leave things to the very last minute, then it may, it may not have a detrimental effect. But 
if you can find something you enjoy, if you can find something that will not cause procrastination, then it's going to be so much better for you. So to apply this to, um, dare I say, my demographic, a really common thing is I'm going to go to the gym. Like I'm going to go to the gym in January, for instance. Well, that's great, right? Brilliant. So it comes to January. I haven't signed up yet. I haven't, I just haven't done it. You know, it's been such a busy Christmas or whatever. And you hear these things and you think, well, you know, fair enough. You know, these things happen, but then it never comes. And then you sort of look back like a year later, like, I never did it. I never got to be where I wanted to be. And that's just because you've purely procrastinated and put off pushing that comfort zone. So what if you'd have just done it? What if you'd had that growth mindset and just gone for it? Look at where you could be. So whatever area of life life this applies to, then I'm telling you, like, just don't put it off. And again, to use Nike's good old quote from last episode, just do it. Just do it. And the last point I'd like to make of this, and this is a mistake that, yes, I have made, but it's probably the one that I genuinely see the most often with the majority of people that I work with, and not just that, but in the big wide world. And number five is caring too much about what other people think. Now, for me, I always think this has been a case of wanting to fit in and, like I say, not be left behind and just sort of wanting to blend into the crowd. And it's only as I've sort of got older and, again, through the Confidence Project, you know, I hate to blow my own trumpet, but through the thing that we have created and and this, like I said, synergy we've got with the Confidence Project and the people in it, it helps you be aware of all these sort of things that go on in your life. And I just don't care what other people think now. I genuinely don't. And I went through a phase for so long of caring. Like I say, at school, yes, I had that sort of naive, narrow-minded nature. And yes, thought I could do things by myself. But I did care what other people thought about me. And, and you know, that's that's quite a good thing because, you know, it can bring some really good traits. But it can hold you back so much. And, you know, again, like, like I say, at school, you know, I was always quite sporty and I fitted in and I just sort of went with the crowd. Um, You know, the same at university, I just sort of kept my head down and just just sort of stayed in my own lane and and did these things because I didn't want to stand out for better or worse. I didn't want to be the, dare I say, geek. Um, not, Not that I ever would have been. I didn't have that sort of academic side of it, but I didn't want to be that sort of, you know, high level or equally then low level, that failure. I just sort of wanted to be that that C-grade student and it's something that I needed to snap out of. And like I say, it's only through the last year where, again, I've invested in myself. So, you know, shout out to the HPC and, and things like that, that this this has happened for me. And, and like I say, I just, I just, I'm not bothered what anyone cares. And I remember if, you know, if you've seen my Instagram, I'll try to do sort of videos where I talk to the camera and things like that. And, and again, like making this podcast, I guess, is another example, like, if someone gives me a load of stick for making it, then I'm not bothered because this is me just growing. I'm I'm on my journey. And, you know, actually, I will say that episodes one and two, I've wrote down word for word exactly what I wanted to say. And they took me a good sort of 12 hours to record. Like, like episode one were like 10 minutes. And it took me a good sort of 12 hours to do because I kept chopping and changing it. This one, I'm freewheeling. I've got a couple of notes. It's brilliant. So I'm just going with it. And but like I said, not to go off on a tangent, but I'm not not bothered, genuinely not bothered what anyone thinks. And, and like I said, someone can give me a lot of stick or they can praise me and that's absolutely fantastic. But ultimately, this is about me now and, and I've got to really think about 
what is it I want to achieve, what's the outcome and and why am I doing what I'm doing and again to go back to the point of you know if you're on my Instagram you'll see I do videos where I talk to the camera and I think again like it took maybe a good three to four hours of me standing in a field recording a two-minute video and you'll be able to find it somewhere where I was just out with um, my dog Jasper who you'll hear a lot of by the way as we go um it was just like oh my god like why is this taking you so long like you are literally talking to a camera like what are you doing just just do it like you need to do this for your business you need to put your face out there like what are you worried about and that was the thing again it was probably like fear of you know looking stupid and and like being bothered what other people think and nobody cares now if you are somebody and look i would put money on some you you know being this person where you can potentially think too much about what other people would think about you you know example again being going to the, going to the gym can't go to the gym because people look at me and i don't know what i'm doing i look a bit daft i ain't got a six pack i ain't got bulging biceps i don't look like i fit in you know i'm not gonna go but in reality like look, you're paying your membership like you deserve to be there you're there to grow yourself like just do it back yourself and like you know nine times out of ten someone in the gym is actually only going to help you but no one cares i'm telling you you could go in the gym tomorrow do a backflip and no one would bat an eyelid I might go and be like oh i saw someone do a backflip today that's it and if you can do a backflip fair play because i am miles off um but the point being that nobody cares only you and it's your perception and it's your mindset and again it then comes down to having that confidence in yes your body but your mind and that's what we'll always touch on in the confidence project like being mentally confident will just lead to so much more but that all starts with you and then your perception of yourself and other people and what's going on in your life but if you are somebody who cares way too much about what other people think then I'm telling you from my own experience don't because it will only hold you back it will only take you so far like you do the things you want to do and you're doing it for a reason and you will grow and accelerate so much further than what you would if you you just didn't do you know what I mean like just don't worry do not worry about it like what is there to worry about what are you possibly worrying about like in reality like someone can look all they want but it doesn't matter to them what you're doing it matters to you because you're doing it and you want to do it boom just like that episode three ticked off guys i hope that you can take something away from this whether these mistakes resonate with you whether you can actually have taken any lessons or learning curves from it i would love to know genuinely because again it's your feedback it's you that i want to appeal to so any comments any feedback will mean the world to me but just to sum it all up the mistakes that i've made are thinking i can do it myself coasting not stepping out of my comfort zone procrastinating and lastly caring too much about what other people think now all of these mistakes i will still do at times but i'm getting a lot better at them so if this is you and you feel like you're making these same mistakes let me know or if there are any that i've missed or that you think you know what yeah that's me can you help then just message me i am only a message away over on instagram at liam swales pt but otherwise guys i look forward to seeing you next week thanks an absolute million for listening once again and here's to the next one